Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. It's Sarah here, founder of the Sisters Enchanted. And this week, we are doing something a little bit different. I am doing something a little bit different. And we're bringing you a series of five episodes, one day, one each day this week, Monday through Friday. Uh, these are airing live as of February 2021. So if you're listening to these in the future, you know, welcome. These do go in order. So you'll want to find all five of them, though they should be listed in order. And what we're doing this week is a little bit of magic, magic week for you. And each day over the five days, we're going into, or I am going into, a different topic for you. And we are kicking off this series, this special magic week series by talking about intention setting and the moon a little bit. One of the things that we get so many questions about is the moon and working with lunar cycles. And what I am very passionate about is helping people to understand that everything that's presented to you, information around the moon, that's all an invitation for one way to do something. None of that is cut and dry and hard and fast, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I am first going to talk about a quick overview of the eight phases of the lunar cycle to kind of make sure you know what it is I'm talking about. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how to set intentions, and I'm also going to talk about myths around working with the moon and setting intentions. All right, well, firstly, what is an intention? is our part one here of Magic Week. An intention is created to guide you on your path as you aim to achieve something or bring a way of being into your life. Now, there's a variety of ways to set an intention, but the one thing that we're going to talk about during Magic Week today here is intention setting by the moon. All right, there are eight commonly discussed moon phases, along with a ninth that some observe, which is the dark moon phase. We're going to talk about that as well. Now, first, our quick run, run through rundown of the eight moon phases. All right, the new moon. The energy of the new moon phase of a lunar cycle is that of intention setting, exactly what we're talking about today. It's a phase in which we actively plant a seed of thought. We cast the net of our future vision and decide what we want to cultivate during a particular lunar cycle. So if you're working with the eight lunar phases, the eight moon phases of a lunar cycle, the new moon is the intention setting time. It's the time when we think about what that intention is. Next, we have the waxing crescent moon. The energy of the waxing crescent moon phase is that of growing and beginning to integrate and intention. So during this phase, we're essentially sitting with our intention. We're allowing it to begin to develop in unexpected ways and creating space for this intention to blossom. Now this, this phase, the waxing crescent phase, it is a time when we're just thinking, what was my intention? How does it feel in my being, in my life, in my, in my whole system of energy? What does this look like to me? We sort of breathe it in and let it become part of ourselves and integrate it into our energetic body, right? Uh, and something that I we see here is these phases, when we're looking at them, I'm talking about them in a vacuum. So we talked about the new moon, the waxing crescent moon. When we talk a little bit at the end here about myths, 
we're going to see how this is all a process of being. It's fluid, right? And looking at the phases in a vacuum, I think, is actually a really big mistake. And I'll tell you why in a little bit. Okay, the first quarter moon, the energy of that lunar phase is that of intentional action and integration. So while at the waxing crescent moon, we sort of integrated just by being, just by thinking, kind of absorbing in our intention, here we're taking action. We're taking the intention that was set, the intention that we let sit for a few days, and we're actively integrating it into our being. This phase, the first quarter moon, it's very solar in nature in that we're getting things done. We're working to put the intention that we set into the puzzle that is present life. So we're taking this intention and we're fitting it in actively. We're taking action. It's the to-do list stuff. We're showing ourselves and the universe or whatever that we are going to get this done and we want this to be part of our life. And we're, we're taking meaningful, tangible action on it. All right, next is our waxing gibbous moon phase. So this is when the moon is nearly full in the sky. And the energy of this phase is that of release and trust. Just like you sat with your intention, let it simmer during the waxing crescent moon phase, you're going to let the pieces fall where they will during this lunar phase. This is another a point where we're, we're taking a step back, we're leaning back and we're just seeing what is happening here. We're trusting that the intention is playing out exactly as it should. And no matter what happens, you're growing and you're learning. So we see here a series of setting the intention, which is very, that's an action step, right? And then we, we sort of let it be, which is a stepping back. Then we take action on it at the first quarter moon. Now we're stepping back again. And we're trusting that we've done what we could, what will happen will happen, and we will learn, we will grow no matter what. At the full moon, the energy of this phase is both of manifestation and release. We often see people talk about the full moon as a time for release, which it is. But at the full moon, uh, it is illuminated. The moon's illuminated in the sky by the sun, right? It's fully illuminated by that solar energy, which creates a beautiful opportunity to manifest our deep-rooted intentions into being while also realizing that we must release the barriers and hurdles we've created for ourselves that are making it challenging to fully realize our intentions. So the full moon, it's the beginning of the waning portion, which is that insightful portion of the lunar cycle, doing the insightful work, exploring ourselves. And it's really a bridge. The full moon is a bridge between the waxing and the waning. So we're both continuing to throw all of our energy into creating that intention while bridging into releasing our attachment to that intention, our attachment to expectation and outcome, right? So we're doing two things at the full moon. We're continuing that process of calling in that intention and releasing expectation around it, releasing the hurdles we've created for ourselves, our own internal barriers, and we're starting to do some shadow work. It's really insightful thinking here. Next, we move on to the waning gibbous portion, which is right after the full moon. And it's also known as the disseminating moon. And here we're, we're focusing on gratitude. We're stepping back again. Uh, as ego-driven people, we tend to get caught up in our perceived failures, our shortcomings, our lack, which we might see after the full moon. And we don't, maybe you don't see your intention playing out as you thought it would. Maybe you tried to manifest something and it didn't work. And this is where our ego really comes into play. So at that waning moon after the full moon, we want to practice gratitude for the present moment, for lessons learned, for experiences gained, opportunities had. 
whether or not your intention is flourishing, practice gratitude for having had the opportunity to explore the intention. And remember that a fresh start is always right around the corner. And I, as I mentioned earlier, and I'll mention again, I think looking at these pieces of a lunar cycle in a vacuum, you know, what exactly should I do at a phase? I don't think that's very helpful because this is a system of action that we're doing all the time. And we're constantly flowing through this, just like the seasons of a year, it's a system, right? It's all happening together. These pieces don't happen individually. Next is the third quarter moon. The energy here is that of taking action to give back in a meaningful way. So whereas with the first quarter moon during the, the waxing portion of the lunar cycle, we were taking action on our intention, here we're taking action to give back for whatever we've received. You know those people who just take, 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 take? <laughs> Nobody wants to be that person. Nobody. The third quarter moon is an invitation to give back to others, yourself, the earth, the collective energy, the universe, whatever you want to give back to. But the key here is to give back in a meaningful way. This is the action step related to the gratitude you cultivated in the waning, the waning gibbous moon phase, right? So you practice gratitude and now we're taking action to give back based on that in a meaningful way. So what greater way to practice gratitude than to give back? And what does giving back mean? That can mean giving back to yourself for a time to relax. Maybe you're giving yourself the gift of an afternoon nap. Maybe you really worked on the intention of feeling, maybe your intention for a lunar cycle was to feel like you were seen and heard. You really wanted to feel heard this lunar cycle and that was your intention. And maybe you did, maybe you didn't feel heard, but how can you hear somebody else and give back to them? Maybe you listen, you call a friend and you just listen without telling your story of the day. Maybe you have an elderly neighbor and you go sit, bring them a cookie and you listen, right? So we wanna give back in a meaningful way uh, that is in alignment with the thing that we're working on. After that third quarter moon, we round out the lunar cycle with a waning crescent moon, also sometimes called a balsamic moon. The energy of the waning crescent moon phase is that of relaxing and resetting. Here, we're given the opportunity to breathe, to consider all that has come to pass during the lunar cycle and reset for the upcoming lunar cycle. Dreaming of what is to come can even happen during this phase. So this is really the last few days of a lunar cycle. It's just a big exhale, like, <laughs> where we breathe in our intention during that waxing crescent moon, we're breathing it out during the waning crescent. We're just releasing everything, letting everything relax, our shoulders drop, our jaw relax. We just begin again, right? We're preparing to begin again. Now there's also a ninth and often lesser known moon phase. This is the dark moon phase. Now, not everybody practices the dark moon phase. If you read any astrology blogs or look at like the Farmer's Almanac website, you're always going to see the eight core moon phases. The ninth is, is often practiced in different uh, kind of nature spiritualist sort of pathways, those kinds of, of magical belief systems. Then the dark moon, it's sometimes considered to occur on the day of the astronomical new moon. So if you were to look at a calendar and it says the new moon is at you know, 3.52 PM on Tuesday, that's just as an example. Then with the dark moon, some believe that that day, that new moon day is actually the dark moon where the new moon would be the next day when the moon's slowly beginning to grow again. 
Uh, I don't think getting caught up in the logistics of the exact day and time is helpful for anybody. I think it's just a stressor that nobody needs. And also completely counter to intuitive intention setting and feeling into ourselves, which is what we why we work with the moon in this way. But if you do follow the dark moon and look at it as being on that day of the, the new moon, then this would be a day considered as sacred to some people. It's a day of quiet, of rest, of being present in one's body. It's a day of nothingness that calls forth the inspiration for the new moon intentions that you'll set the following day. So it's really just kind of a like the, the dark moon. It's like a, a blacked out day on your calendar and your energetic being where you're just doing nothing. You're not trying to set intentions. You're not trying to work with a to-do list. You just be. Uh, and, and that energy of just being you provides the space for great intention setting the next day. Okay, now that we know more about the eight phases of the moon, let's look at the actual act of intention setting because often people get caught up on how do I choose an intention, right? And I have some tips for you. The first one is to identify one thing that does not feel great in your life right now. And the reason we start here is because that's going to help us to consider like what would feel great. <laughs> An alternative way to do this is consider what feels great in your life and how do you want more of that? So you can go with uh, what feels great and how do I get more of that or what doesn't feel great and what would feel great, right? Uh, what would be different from that? If you look at either of those, how can you make change in this area? So what's something that needs to change to either feel more of a specific way or feel different in some way? Next, we need to look at expectations. What expectations are you holding for yourself or others in this situation? Expectation will kill your ability to manifest, to uh, feel into your intuition, to hear your inner voice, to set intentions that work for you. Expectation is the, it's the anchor that will keep you from exploring the great ocean. It will keep you right stuck where you are. So looking at something that doesn't feel great in your life, maybe you know, considering how you can change that. And then looking at your expectations around that and releasing those and make sure you look at expectations of yourself too. We often are our own worst enemy in this area. Next, choose one step you can take and make sure it's only one step, not five steps, not something that you've got to do five things in order to do one thing that you can do pretty much right now to get you to have that change. So for example, if something in your life that does not feel great is your schedule or uh, maybe your body doesn't feel great and you want to feel, you want to feel healthier or more, you know, like you can breathe in your body or rest it or your work schedule doesn't feel great. How can you make a change? Consider your change. What are your expectations around yourself? And then one step to take. So if you're looking at your calendar, maybe that doesn't feel great. You want more time for yourself. What's one thing you do, you can do. Maybe one thing you can do is pick one thing to cancel right now. <laughs> one thing to say, nope, I'm not doing that. I know I said I would, but I'm not. One thing, you've got to choose one thing. And again, not something that requires all these other steps first. One thing you can do right now. How will you feel after that step is taken? And that, my friend, can be your intention. That's how we choose an intention. An intention is a way of being. It is um, cultivating uh, an idea for yourself, a feeling you want to have. And the, the key with intention setting is being open to different ways of experiencing that. And that is why we have to release expectation. So if you want to feel spacious in your calendar so you have time for yourself, 
you might feel like, well, that's only going to happen if I get all these people to do these other things, right? And that's an expectation. And if you realize that if you can clear one thing off your plate right now, and after that, you're going to feel more restful, then your intention would be to feel more restful and then be open to different ways of that appearing for you. And of course, you can brainstorm ideas to make that happen. But what we really want to do is just be open to finding those moments of rest, open to receiving them, and take those action steps when they present themselves, right? So how will you feel after your step is taken? And that can be your intention to work with. When you're working with intentions in the moon, there's a commonly held belief that you must do certain things at a certain time of lunar cycle. And I am here to bust that right out of the water. Now in our holistic witchery program, we actually have a unit on working with the moon and we do talk about the different phases and what one can do with them. And I think that it's important to learn all of those and then look at them as this energy that's constantly moving. And when we get caught up in the, how many days do I have to, you know, charge moon water or do my full, full moon ritual or am I too late to plant my seeds of intention on a new moon? When we look at this and there's the answer of like, well, you have three days before and after the full moon or something. It drives me crazy because it is a fluid energy. It's a fluid energy. The lunar energies are a guideline. Throughout each day, you're actually cycling through those same phases in your own way. So in a 24-hour time period, the phases of a lunar cycle, you're experiencing them in your own way. Your hormonal cycle, you're experiencing those phases throughout your hormonal cycle. The seasons around us, the four seasons, the earth, the wheel of the year, that is the same thing as happening. The tides of the ocean, the same thing is happening. So when we look at the lunar cycle in this, you know, as this stringent, must do this now, must do this now, must do this now, you're experiencing those cycles every day in your own self. You're experiencing them in a hormonal cycle in your own self. The earth around you is experiencing it. The tides are experiencing it and the moon is experiencing it. So we love to use the moon for this practice of intention setting because it does, it's sort of a built-in calendar for us, right? It does give us the opportunity to see it clearly because we can actually physically see those changes in the night sky. We can sort of look at it. We know what's happening. It gives us a, it's like a beacon for this intention setting process, right? Where it can be harder for us to notice it in the day-to-day -day within ourselves. It can be harder for us to see it in our hormonal cycle, particularly because so many of us have wacky hormonal cycles. I know I do, you know, and if you don't live near an ocean, you might not see it there. Uh, and the seasons, this, the process of the seasons going through this, that's a slower process. It's a longer term process. So the moon serves as a beautiful guide and in intention setting because it's something that we can see change day by day. And it works in a short enough period of time that we can cycle through the phases of intention setting in this active and spacious way with the moon acting as our beacon for this process, right? But the idea that we must do things at specific lunar phases, I think is something that we have to remember is a guideline with intention setting. And don't let that get in the way of setting intentions, of trying to manifest and create, of feeling into what you should do right now, what would feel great right now, and how can you set an intention on that thing right at this very moment? Because if you're feeling called and inspired at some random time of the day to set an intention, 
for something or you have an idea, don't wait until that new moon because right there in that moment, that might just be your, your intention setting portion of the day. Maybe that's your energetic cycle speaking to you and pay attention to that. But the moon does serve as this beautiful guide because again, we can see it. And it does, uh, there's a reason that our ancestors looked to the moon for timekeeping because it does, it's perfect for that, right? <laughs> it's, it's perfect for timekeeping and for that, that progression to know when, when things are happening, how many days are left. Uh, and, and it is very beautiful in that way. And it's such a great guide. And it is just that it is a guide, right? All right, so intention setting. It's the first key to cultivating a life filled with possibility, delight, and oh so much enchantment. And the moon is a great way to do that. Okay, my friends, there was a lot of information. You can also find the notes for this over on our blog. We'll have a blog post every day for Magic Week. I invite you to be sure to register for our free Expedition to Soul program that's beginning on March 22nd. It's extremely popular. It's over seven days. And uh, be prepared too, to, to hear all about Holistic Witchery, which is our program where we talk about intention setting. We talk about magic. We talk about all of this great energetic stuff. And the enrollment for that will begin right around the end of March as well. So, so much goodness to look forward to. But we'll be sure to link Expedition to Soul for you so you can register for that. It's free. It's awesome. And when you register, even though it doesn't start till March 22nd, you'll get your field guide and your email. And there's lots of pre-work you can do. We've got a, a hop in Facebook group for the class uh, where you can start to share for feedback right away. We love running it. We look forward to it every single quarter. And this is the time. All right, intention setting. Think on that. Think on that. And consider how that plays out in your life. Thank you so much for listening into this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share with a friend. And uh, we'll see you around our community and have an enchanted rest of your day ahead.